I know you're out there. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Connecting the dots of the Constitution for you like no one else can. The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's an attorney, a disabled U.S. Army veteran, an author, public speaker, mother, pastor's wife, and a patriot. She's Chris Ann Hall. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Show. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. I am here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, and this is the Daily Journal, Monday through Thursday, and a double dose on Saturday. So the the Kavanaugh drama continues, and J.C., you and I were talking today over some lunch, and I want to... I want to get you to uh, explain to our people the timeline, like you explained to me how that's going to work. Because we have Grassley saying that we're going to have a vote on Kavanaugh's nomination on Friday. And then uh, Judge Napolitano gives a really good explanation of, of how the time frame's got to work. Now, remember, our Congress, our Senate is has been completely transformed by these extra constitutional parliamentary rules. Now, I'm not opposed to parliamentary rules. Yes, I know. Thomas Jefferson wrote an entire book on parliamentary rules and the procedures. But what we have are now are not just simply parliamentary rules. What we have are these... Uh, what they call parliamentary rules, but the whole purpose is to shield our legislators from actually doing their jobs and having any real accountability. And so I want, are are you ready, JC, to give us that sort of rundown timeline of how it's supposed to work? Sure, why not? All right, well. I mean, there's not much to it. Just Yeah. He says they're going to vote on Friday, and it's that's probably not likely. So yeah. because of the way they're, their rules procedures go. are yeah. yeah so you know they he'd have to file a motion motion first starts with a file a motion of cloture which you know is in debate so you file the motion you have to file the motion for cloture which is not yeah. cloture right okay yeah first you file then then you have to wait a calendar day uh and do nothing uh and then the next day you can vote on cloture to end the debate so you file for cloture then you have to wait for the cloture debate and then you have the debate so you're talking 36 hours at least yeah the third uh so one, two, yeah so the third you, day right so, so you it doesn't say you you couldn't you could start eight o'clock on the third day 
You could actually have it's, a vote. It's like, actually one hour after the Senate convenes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we can convene the Senate at 7 and start at 8 or yeah. convene the Senate. I'm sure they have rules about when they can convene Senate Probably. too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then that triggers, so that, you know, that's in, in the debate and then that uh, triggers. If they vote yes for cloture, that ends the debate. Yeah, which that's, well, yeah, true. I mean, simple majority thing. Right. Used, used to be uh, needed 60 votes. Now it's just simple majority. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess Flake and those guys could say, no, we don't want to do that. But anyway, but this that, is all that in mind, triggers 30 mind hours. Before any news from the FBI. Well, if he wants, yeah, if he wants to vote Friday, right? Right. So he would have to file Wednesday, Right, mm -hmm. they would have to start this Wednesday. So file for cloture, wait a day, uh, and then you can vote on cloture. You can vote to end it an hour after it convenes. Then that triggers thirty hours of required debate, uh, divided amongst the two parties equally. But then the Republicans could yield back some portion of that. Maybe they could yield back their almost fifteen hours to shorten it up. So um, if if he fi if if McConnell filed Wednesday, then they can vote Friday. Otherwise, it's not happening. Well, I, how how could they vote? Well, I mean, because they could run those whole fifteen hours Friday, right? Because right. You, you, so you, if you, the got, if the Republicans waive their fifteen hours, yeah. So Wednesday file Thursday. You can't do anything Friday. An hour after they convene, they can vote. They end it. Then starts the clock ticking thirty hours. So you can spend the rest of Friday until midnight. You know, somehow running out the clock. If they yield back the time, then you can vote. So, hi highly unlikely that a vote's happening Friday. Well, technically speaking, if they run the vote till midnight, then it's not Friday anymore, anyway. No, so, <laughs> right. You know, so if right. you see if you see him file uh, for cloture Wednesday, then you know he's shooting for Friday. You, you know they're trying to get that vote Friday, but probably not going to happen because then they're going to start squealing about. You know, the FBI investigation is not even done yet, and he's, he's uh, you know, they're already moving ahead, and blah, blah, blah. It's predetermined, you know. So so I don't think it's going to I don't think you'll see, uh, you'll see this Friday. Just, just my guess. So those of you who follow me on Facebook, you know that I've made some, and, and even I think I've pretty said it here on the radio show, too. I made a prediction that the Senate will be asking for this one week of, of FBI investigation, but it will be the FBI that will come back and say we need more time, and that's ex and that well, that's exactly what's happening hmm. right now. The FBI is saying, uh, you know, that's uh, actually it was Comey. Comey's chiming oh, in well. on FBI now. Well, he's not FBI. Yeah, but uh, and so now you've got this whole this whole idea that the FBI is not going to be able to finish this in a week's time. Uh, we need a real investigation. I love what Governor Huckabee tweeted about Comey uh, on this. This is what he says. Finally makes sense why Dems demand FBI, in quotations, investigate Kavanaugh. Same FBI that colluded with GPS, leaked to media, and tried to ensure against Donald Trump election and overthrow it after he won. Heck, let's bring Comey, Stroke, Page, or McKay back to do it. <laughs> So you gotta have a you gotta have a sense of humor about all of this, but but that's exactly what what we're seeing now, 
is that the FBI, those in the FBI, those speaking for the FBI are saying, uh, we can't do this in this time. Comey's actual statement was, it was idiotic to put a shot clock on the FBI. Yeah, but again, he's not FBI. Yeah, I know that. But you have to know that that's going to be something yeah, all, that's going to come up, me, right? Yeah, but to me, all this is noise. you got the real FBI. These guys actually doing their thing. I mean, nobody you know, nobody knows anything until they say they're done. You yeah. know, they, they haven't said, how long is it going to take? We need more time, whatever. You don't know until they're done. So, I mean, they, maybe they interview these guys in a couple of days. and uh, I mean, probably they're done on Friday. How long does it take to talk to these people? You're right. just talking to people and taking statements. And then if something else comes up, you talk to somebody else. And the FBI and doesn't it. draw any conclusions. No, All they're going to do is drop a stack of papers on somebody's desk and yeah. say, these are the these are statements. These are the statements. And we already have, you know, uh, some sworn affidavits anyway right. from, from some of those. And the uh, third uh, lady who made allegations against Kavanaugh, I forget what her name Swetnick. is. Swetnick. Swetnick, that's right. Her testimony is completely falling apart, so that ought to be fun to see if they actually investigate her. I, you know, I don't know why they wouldn't just take her statement or talk to her, whatever. I mean, she's not going to get any more credible just no. because they talked to her, right? So, I mean, you don't know that they won't because I don't. To me, you have an allegation. Okay, this person made an allegation, so then you have to enter. You have to take a statement. You know, whatever. But so. here's the thing. The government doing an investigation by the FBI is not due process. This is not the definition of due process. And you drop this in the lap of a senator. I mean, where is uh, all of this stuff is really, really a, 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 uh, a warping of, of how this is supposed to really work. Well, in the sense that it's melding you know, these ideas together. This is, the guy's not on trial. This, I mean, this is the process. The FBI does background investigations right. on behalf of the Senate. Um, I mean, if it's if it's a real, and that's the problem I have with really use the term investigation. They're doing a background check. Right. Okay? That's a w- good way if, to, we need to be calling it a background yeah, check. Yeah, if it's an, if, if this is an investigation, then that's the Maryland Police, the right. Maryland authorities. Right. Okay. Then that's who we have to be talking about. FBI does background checks on behalf of the Senate. That's what they're doing, taking statements, you know, and then filing uh, what they find out. That's it. So this, to me, the same thing about Swetnick. When people say, "Well, the FBI doesn't draw conclusions," well, they also, in that case, can't draw conclusions. The lady makes an allegation. They can't say, "Oh, well, she's not credible. We won't interview her." It seems right. to me you would have. They would have to. Yeah. Their job is to simply do a background tra- check. So, you know, you have this thing. Hey, somebody made something. Okay, we got to go talk to her. We got to find out. Uh, so I don't see how they can't not talk to her. And then if they don't, how, how then uh, the Democrats can't say this was illegitimate, right? Well, of course they're going to say it's illegitimate I mean, because say it's anyway. right. They're going to say it's illegitimate because it's not an investigation. It's a background check, and they want something more, and they're not going to get it because this is not the jurisdiction of the FBI. This is not how this works. And the Senate is not a judicial body. I know they call themselves the Judicial Committee, but they are not a judicial body. And if you're going to see, my problem with this whole thing is, uh, is 
that what we have here, people are, are, are for me, is semantics. It's, it's, not, it's not a hearing. It's not, um, it's not a trial, due process, due process, that. It's painting a picture of due process. So you're, you're, regardless of what it is, it holds the idea of, I mean, it's accusations, regardless, right? right? Well, and determination of guilt. Mm-hmm. E- even though it's not a court proceeding per se, and it's not due process technically, uh, you're still making an ag- accusation of a, uh, of a crime, and then this guy is suffering, you know, uh, not See, having this job that or is not, my point right? that is my point being deprived this of the opportunity must be an issue of due process right. because these are not just simply people talking to him about this this is this is uh, he's already lost a job with Harvard yeah. he's already lost credibility in other issues and now this this has to be a due process issue right Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Show. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. And I say this because I want people to understand this has to be a due process issue. Because remember, when government is allowed to operate outside the rule of law, there is no limit to government. I was talking to C.L. Bryant today on his radio show. And, I, and it, it occurred to me while I was talking to him, 50% of the Bill of Rights are dedicated to the establishment of due process. Right. 50%. You think if 50% of the Bill of Rights were dedicated to the process of due process, that that would be a really important thing in the minds of our of the people in our society. Yeah, and, and in this situation, to your point, the, the converse would be, um, hey, this is technically not a court proceeding, so it's not due process, therefore... It's okay that I ruin your life. Exactly. We can have lynch <laughs> right? mobs running through the street because, you know, it's not really yeah. a courtroom. Exactly. And the senators then become the lynch mob. So the principles still apply. You can't you can't throw the principles out the door under the excuse, well, we're not act- this is not actually a court case, you're not on trial. So we can do whatever. Now, I don't know. I think my husband's going to roll his eyes at me at this mo- moment, but I need to put some things on the record because I'm tired. <laughs> no, I'm, you ti- I'm tired of all this garbage. Four minutes I spent on Fox, and I got people all over social media telling me that now I'm campaigning for Kavanaugh because I'm so, not bringing up the fact that I, on four minutes of Fox News, that I believe he's unfit for the Supreme Court. So those idiots are not listening to the show, obviously, so you're wasting your breath trying to deal with their criticism here. Well, no, because I say to the people who are listening, they're the ones that are... Ha- I, sure. saw, I, saw, I saw several of our longtime listeners trying to, you know, 
in a, you know how the people are for me on Facebook. Sure. They're like, don't you attack Chris Ann. Then they start throwing out quotes yeah. and giving links and stuff. And I just want you guys to be on on notice. There are some some conservative hacks out there who are trying to say Chris Ann Hall is negligent. And, and here's the other one. She's a hypocrite because yeah. she speaks for the Constitution but won't warn against Kavanaugh's unconstitutional stance. Yeah, because you only spent six or eight shows talking about <laughs> the problems he has with the Fourth Amendment, the problems he has placing precedent over the Constitution. And I think the last show was when you said uh, you would not be one to vote to confirm this guy. Yeah, right. But now they've, they've made it about something other than his constitutional qualifications. So they're trying to pigeonhole, you know, they're trying to sort of put senators in the position now that if you don't vote for him, you'd be voting against due process in general. So that that's right. that's when you were explaining this is how the entire process has been distorted because we've less, left the constitutional for, uh, uh, standard for a political standard. So... And I actually said that on Fox several times about leaving the yeah. constitutional standard. That, so, that's by the way... I say. I'm just giving you guys I know you I know you are always out there watching out for me. You I know you've always got my back and I know that you're always out there uh helping the cause of liberty and try to cuz it's not just liberals that are trolls. Yeah. It's not just liberals who are not educated. And so I just want to put you guys on notice that we're having this issue out there and that uh, you guys know where you can find the ammunition to fight against this. We, we do have an issue of hypocrisy out there, and I wanted to talk about this. So what we have is Kent State uh, is canceling their musical West Side Story production after uh, it was complained that too many white students landed lead roles. Yeah. Now, how is this not bigotry? What university is this? Kent. Kent State. Gotcha. This is a federally funded university. Okay? How is this not discrimination? How is this not bigotry? You want the lefty answer? <laughs> no, I w I want somebody to to give me a reasonable, reasoned answer to this question. Well, the lefty answer, just so people are informed, is racism is defined. Uh, this racism or bigotry, in this sense, is defined to them with an ele a necessary element of power. Okay. So <gasps> I since, remember hearing right, that so lady since, say that. Yeah, so since uh, white people have power, minorities don't have power, therefore there's no such thing as racist racism against white people. As arrogant men tear up our constitution and from every direction we cry Standing together and without permission Soldiers for truth in the war of attrition The love of our country As our The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Ooh, 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 
Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Show. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Liberty over security, principle over party, truth over your favorite personality with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. And I'm sick of this this hypocrisy. You know, I, I remember hearing that woman. I don't remember where it was. It Was was it on Fox or something it's like that? It's all over the place. We be- hear it all the time. Because... Uh, I'm a minority. I cannot be a bigot because I don't have power. Is that the crux of it? Correct. And it's and it's three categories in particular: white, male, Christian. Because historically, and and now this is somewhat accurate that that's who that's who built the system by and large, right? Not exclusively, right? But so because wait a minute, but it was white men. Who fought for abolition of slavery? Sure, right. Of course, right. But I'm just giving you their logic. Okay. So because it's built by w- w- primarily white Christian men or white. Uh, sometimes they even go so far as to say Protestant, but white Christian men. So therefore, those categories of folks, uh, right? You you can never be bigoted against them. So anything you say against. White or Christian or men or those three together is permissible. So here's the the news from KentWired.com. Bridget Martinez, a junior musical theater major who is of Puerto Rican descent, tried out for her, quote, dream role of Maria, but she said it, quote, it got all screwed up when it was given to a white female. Uh Uh-huh. So... Because she was Puerto Rican, she's supposed to get the role of Maria, but the whole thing is screwed up because a white woman got the role. Could well, it just be that she was better at it? Well, see, the way that's supposed to happen is if you have evidence that that was the basis of the decision, right? Then you have... If she got it simply because she was white... Correct. So if if the person choosing it, you know... Gave some indication like this is why I don't want we don't we don't need a Puerto Rican in this role. Right. Okay. now that's an issue. Right. But but they take the perspective of they can just look right at the color of your skin and automatically if you get something and 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 a minority doesn't, then that's racism. Even even if it was based on qualifications. So she's mad because a white girl got it. But she wants the role simply because she's Puerto Rican. That is that is completely based on 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 race. It's based on skin color. It has nothing to do with qualifications. Or deserves the role. Or deserves. She never said she deserve. Well, it was she never that well deserve the role because she's Puerto no, Rican. No, that's what right. she's saying, right? Right. Because right. Right. You should give it to me because I'm a minority. So, I mean, so that's they're demanding minority privilege. Remember, they talk about white privilege. Yeah. So that's a minority. We now have minority privilege in the sense. I mean, that's what affirmative action is, is minority privilege. You're saying, well, because there is uh, a history of systemic racism, then now these the minorities deserve it because because what was done to, you know, other people like them in the past. Uh, so I mean, that's privilege, right? That's privilege based on race. Once again, once again. This is undeniable proof as to why democracies as governments never work. Because whomever is the minority, when they get their opportunity to be the majority, it will always lead to vindictive government. 
and we're seeing it right here in the society. Yeah. Because in the past, who cares how far back in the past, minorities were oppressed. Now the minorities have a strength, they have a voice, and now we're going to do the oppressing. Isn't that what she's actually saying, right? Right. Yeah. So here's a federally funded university engaging in discrimination because the Civil Rights Act does not say that you can't discriminate against black people. Well, is the university going along with this bullying? Yes, they've canceled the entire production. Yeah, so that's what, I mean, that's what we saw at, Evergreen, you know, when mm-hmm. you had the students basically uh, chase the professor off campus and and then hold hold the president hostage, and, you know, and tell him put your hands behind your back when you talk. I mean, he, and he, how is that not power? Right. <laughs> how is that not power? Yeah. Right. I don't have any power, but I can bully a president of a university to speak to me with his hands behind his back. How is that not power? The Civil Rights Act says that it is unlawful to discriminate based on race, color, creed. Yeah. It does not say it's against the law to discriminate against blacks, Puerto Ricans, Mexicans, Native Americans. It's okay to discriminate against white people. Because they did it in the past. But the last time I checked, white is a color. Right. And the Civil Rights Act says you can't discriminate. I actually think there's an argument out there. I'm I'm pretty certain I recall some of these lefties. Don't say it. Don't say it out loud. Saying white's not a color. I knew you were going there. No, because I knew you were going there. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. I promise you, where somebody made the exact argument you just made and they said, well, it's okay because technically white's not a color. So, but but then now we're That's seeing how crazy that black is not always a powerless color, and black is in is is graded in different shades. You've got Snoop Dogg calling Kanye West a a um, uh, Uncle Tom, yeah, because Kanye wants to be who he wants to be. Uh-huh. Kanye wants to escape from the political plantation. And so Snoop Dogg is calling him a a uh, um, uh, an Uncle Tom. Yeah. Well, apparently you have Alyssa, Alyssa Milano doing the same thing. So you have. Oh yeah, because she can call people Uncle Tom. Well, she didn't say Uncle Tom, oh. but she said, "Let's make Kanye Kanye again, right? Let's make him make him like he used to be." Yeah. So you got this white liberal uh, saying, "You know, you're not allowed to say this, and we're gonna we're gonna make you be what we want you to be." So now this is this. Okay, so while everybody's distracted by what's going on in the Senate, we have serious, serious uh, civic problems in America. And, I, and, and it's boiling now. All of this division that's been created by politics, that's been created by government, created by politicians and the media now, is sort of festering in America. And it's creating volatile situations where you're not, maybe you won't have big explosions, but you said this before on the show, there's going to be explosions out there. And yeah. I mean, in the, in the metaphorical sense, we've got a Georgetown <laughs> professor, a Georgetown professor who says that Kavanaugh defenders, quote, deserve miserable deaths and ought to be castrated. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so... The university seems to think that's okay. 
Yeah. There's nothing wrong with her saying that entitled white men deserve to have their corpses castrated and fed to pigs. Let me just read exactly what it says. This is her tweet. Look at thus chorus of entitled white men justifying a serial rapist's uh, arrogated entitlement. All of them deserve miserable deaths while feminists laugh at their, as they take their last gas. Bonus, we castrate their corpses and feed them to swine. Yes. America, these are the people that are teaching your children. Why, not we, why don't we question who is teaching our children? This professor, Christine Fair, how is it that she can keep a job? Can you imagine if uh, somebody made that, uh, if a white man made that statement and said that about Snoop Dogg for, for, for criticizing Kanye West? What if a white professor said that Snoop Dogg ought to be castrated and, have, uh, and, and, and uh, feed them to the swine? Uh-huh. This is when you have an arbitrary society. Yeah. I'm telling you, I know this sounds crazy to some people, but this is the direct result of an ignorant people who do not understand the value of liberty, the value of rights, and the necessity of due process. Well, it's an immoral society, too. Not only the ignorance, but the immorality. But, you know, that's the hypocrisy of it, what you just pointed out. By the way, arrogated means to take... Uh, to take or claim without justification. So oh, okay. Arrogated. Enti- Thank you. Unjustified entitlement. Unjustified entitlement. Wouldn't nice that word. be unjustified entitlement? Wouldn't that be the same as affirmative action? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Basically. So an unjustified entitlement well, they, would be an affirmative action. Well, they make they. But they would say they're justified they have because a justification. Yeah. Right. Rep. Uh, reparations. Right. Kind of justification. But see, nobody's saying nobody's saying uh, Kavanaugh's entitled to this position. Right. He is entitled to due process. Yes. Not not to be Supreme Court justice. He's entitled to be innocent until proven guilty. Correct. And they use these terms like serial rapist. I, I wonder if they actually know what that term means. Because I'm telling you, that is a specific legal term when you're involved in the criminal world. Sure. Okay? So... The throwing around these terms, they're conflating criminality with allegation, with hearsay, with with just vindictive. So here, vitriol. And here's what I see is the hypocrisy, because you know you you can encounter uh, sort of violent, uh, despicable statements like this on the right. Okay, so what they call the right people, you will see stuff like this. The difference is it's condemned by both sides, right? So Mm -hmm. we on the right, quote-unquote, will condemn that. On the left, this is, uh, they make excuses why this is okay, this is acceptable. You see institutions, colleges saying this is okay. No one says, no one in a respectable position says some neo-Nazi racist, uh, you know, white supremacist thing is okay. Right. But the left will say, this is okay. And it's common. This kind of language and, and speaking is common. On the right, that's an aberration. For the left, this kind of talk 
is the norm. And this is the problem, America. Your tax dollars are paying these people's salaries, and these are the people that are teaching our children. It is time for, it is time, it is time for a mass exodus from these government-funded indoctrination systems before America slides down a hill. It can't get back up again because our children are too ignorant to walk with reason, understanding, and the knowledge of liberty. Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. So there's this is a story that's uh, in in that has come up in front of me. I saw it on RT, and I don't know if you've seen it, JC, but I I want to get your I, what your your gut feeling was when I tell you about this. So here's what's going to happen on Wednesday. Every mobile phone phone in the U.S. will receive a message from President Donald Trump, and the only way to stop it is to switch it off or flee into the wilderness, RT says. (laughs) And there are three people who want a court order to shield them. And so... Here's the thing. RT reports, strangely enough, the message will have nothing to do with politics. Instead, it's a test of a nationwide presidential alert, a system that the Federal Emergency Management Agency intends to use in case of a crisis affecting the entire nation, like an imminent nuclear missile blast uh, or, or something like that is what FEMA says. So starting at 2.18 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Every working cell phone within coverage should receive a notice that says this is a test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. No action is needed. Okay? So this, the the classification that this is a sort of, you get this idea that it's like a tweet from Donald Trump. But it's not a tweet from Donald Trump. It's a tweet, it's a text from the, the executive agency. Right? The same thing happens on your radio when, when right. that when right. takes over your radio. There's nothing you can do about that. No, but here's the problem. This is not something. Is is this not a, an an a, an expansion of federal power to be able to reach into our cell phones without our permission? Well, I mean, to me, there there are bigger problems than this. They're already there. I mean, this is. You already got back doors and and uh, you know these programs that are funded and created by the government uh, under the guise of these private things. I mean, look at what was it, uh, Signal or WhatsApp or one yeah, of these right. things that was supposed to be uh, some sort of secure <laughs> uh, mechanism for you to text and chat, yeah. and it was actually created by the government. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. It, to me, this is. This is almost minor compared to the atrocities uh, uh, against your privacy 
uh, and the unauthorized access to your information that's already going on all the time. Okay, thank you very much. So it's just a symptom that's, of the bigger problem. That's exactly what I was thinking, and I'm, and I'm feeling vindicated because now all of a sudden, because it's coming from the executive branch through Donald Trump, we've got people running around saying, quote, this Trump-Russia GOP presidential alert is the most blatant act of forced presidential propaganda. It takes away our right to privacy. We pay in cellular service nearly as bad as this. Well, what any, anyway, right? So the, the emergency broadcasting system is already in your stuff. Yeah. We had hearings because the director of the NSA was ticked off that Apple wouldn't give them a backdoor when everybody else has. Yeah. They're reading your emails. They're listening to your phone conversations. You're already there. But now because your phone's going to make a noise. Yeah, from Trump. Then that's so something we can pin on Trump. It's now something that we can pin on Trump. Yeah. So we don't, like, you didn't care about it until all of a sudden no, it's it, Trump. No, we didn't care about it until it made a noise. <laughs> See, that's yeah, my point. That's a good point. It didn't that's care about it until it makes a noise. It's happening right, right. now. Hey, listen it's to me. It's happening silently. It's happening right now. And this is an al analogy that I give sometimes when I'm teaching about the Fourth Amendment. And I say to the people, okay, look, I'm, I'm three... I'm with two other uh, men in black suits. We come up to you. You're walking down the street, and they say, hey, uh, give us your cell phone for about 15 seconds. Yeah. We're just going to download it to this jump drive. It'll be no big deal, You're and you hand it back. Like, what? You are you crazy? Are you crazy? Get out of here. Yeah, get out of my face. But they're doing it. You got a warrant? Yeah, you got a warrant. But when they do it silently... And Nobody some, cares. And somebody tells you they're Nobody cares. It. I'm telling you, <laughs> the only reason anybody cares about this is because their phone is making a noise. They're doing the exact same thing and worse every single day when you're not even listening. Ah, liberty. Wake up. Wake up, America. God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Let me know in my heart when my days are through. America, America, I gave my best to you.